This morning, we are expanding the field of loving-kindness to what is called the neutral person. We, as we move around in our lives, there are many beings with whom we come into contact that we neither have a strong attraction to nor a particular um, aversion to. And much of the time, because we're not um, having a strong reaction, our way of working with these people or dealing with these people is essentially to overlook them or to ignore them or to not even notice that they're there. I've found in my own practice that the neutral person has to be changed often because as soon as I begin to um, bring someone into my meta practice as a neutral person, they almost immediately get turned into someone um, that feels that doesn't feel neutral. <clears throat> and I've noticed uh, even sometimes on retreats, I'll use someone as my neutral person, and before too long, whenever I catch sight of them, I get very excited. Oh, there's my neutral person. <laughs> and at that moment, I realize, oh, they're no longer neutral. right? So you may have that experience, too. I don't know. Maybe you won't. So it's helpful to um, kind of survey your experience. And, and certainly in a retreat, I think it's, there's a lot of um, opportunity to uh, notice that there are people in the retreat, whether they're staff or fellow yogis or teachers, that you may feel somewhat neutral towards. And you can um, audition a few people and see, see what happens. A few of you have asked questions about the uh, different instructions that we've given. Uh, and as Sharon mentioned early on, um, you're getting a, a variety of different instructions, uh, essentially to um, demonstrate that there, there are different ways of, of doing the metta practice. And what we're endeavoring to do is to give you uh, the classical ways of practicing and also to give you the benefit of uh, the experiences that the personal experiences that some of us have had with the um, with the with the practices ourselves and so we've we've instructed um, that you essentially in a classical way you bring uh, the per your the person that to whom you're addressing your metta uh, into, into the mind or into the heart and um, hold them in your uh, mental gaze and address the phrases which are as simple as you can make them so that you're not having to fuss too much with um, how you're doing it but, but being creative at the same time. And I will uh, give you those instructions and I'll also give you some alternate instructions this morning, which essentially uh, spring from my own experience. I had a spontaneous experience of um, doing the practice a little bit differently. And so what I encourage is that if we are giving you instructions that feel um, that don't help you, don't support your practice, um, and there's a way in which you feel you can 
deliver the phrases, say the phrases, send the phrases, um, so that it's supportive of your practice, um, then please um, feel free to do whatever is helpful and supportive of your ability to, um, to say the phrases in a wholehearted and um, committed way with some precision, with gentleness, and with a letting go into however uh, the, the practice is unfolding. So usually the instructions, as I said, are to um, bring the person into your heart and address the phrases to them. I'm going to give you the instructions a little bit differently this morning. And if you feel more comfortable simply uh, continuing the practice as it has been instructed, please do so. So as always, find a comfortable uh, sit sitting position, one that is dignified and noble, and yet feels easy and soft. Allow your attention to move through the body, seeing where there may be tension or tightness or holding. And where you find those places, see if there can be a softening without criticizing or judging the tightness or the tension. Simply soften. And if it's impossible to soften around those places of tension, see if you can hold them with some kindness. Allow the breath to be natural and easy. Notice as you're sitting, how you connect to your seat. And what I mean by that is to notice how the uh, contact between the buttocks and the seat, whether it's a chair or a cushion or a bench, is connected so that you're not holding any weight off of your seat, but allowing the seat to hold you completely. And when you do that, you'll notice that there is a connection that feels like a connection to the earth, even though you're sitting, that connection to the earth is mediated by the seat. Some, the, the connection of the body to that seat connects you also to the earth. And just feel that for a moment.
and in a very relaxed way, see if you can simply allow the phrases to emerge from that connection. Addressing your metta to yourself. Allowing the phrases to feel as natural as they can feel. May I be safe from harm and danger. And again, in a wholehearted way, perhaps feeling the safety of that wish. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be healthy and strong. And may I take care of myself happily and live with ease. And as Mark suggested the, uh, yesterday, <clears throat> see if you can develop a rhythm with, in the way that you say the phrases. One that feels comfortable for you, not too fast and not too slow. <coughs> in a way that it can be heartfelt and wholehearted. And again, if, it's, uh, if it feels more supportive for you to um, bring a picture or an image of yourself into your mind, heart, and address the phrases to that image, whether as a small child or just as you are now. Safe, happy and peaceful, healthy and strong, at ease. And again, in this 
way of allowing the phrases to emerge from the connection to the earth. I've sometimes felt the phrases as washing over me like a fountain arising from the earth. That image may be helpful to you or not. Like a gentle rain, the phrases land. May I be safe from all harm and danger. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be healthy and strong. May I live with ease. We're not trying to evoke any particular feeling. But with diligence and patience, letting the phrases emerge. And being present. Moving on to the benefactor, if you wish, you can of course stay with yourself. And as we've suggested before, perhaps as a bridge to coming into the benefactor, allowing the benefactor to send you the wishes of well-being. keeping your gaze, your inner gaze, on the image of the benefactor that you call to mind and heart. Allowing the wishes to emerge. Perhaps calling to mind the goodness, the good qualities of your benefactor. Perhaps feeling the love that you have received from this benefactor. 
whatever is supportive. And sending your wishes.
moving on to the dear friend. Checking in again with your connection to the earth. Allow your seated posture to be connected. And allowing the image of this dear friend to arrive in your mind, heart. feeling into the goodness of this friend. perhaps addressing the friend by name. In as precise and gentle way as you can. Allow the wishes for his or her safety, happiness, health, and ease to emerge.
other phenomena arise, thinking or sounds coming into the awareness. You can simply notice what's arrived, allow them to arise and pass, which they most surely will, or to become less predominant in your awareness. And then begin again, return to the phrases. Expanding the field now to the neutral person. Whoever you've chosen, allow an image of that person to come into your mind heart. holding it as steady as you can. And perhaps you know their name and perhaps you don't. You can reflect on the fact that as you're both human, if this person is human, if this being is human, and even if they're not, that just like you want to be happy, so do they. Again, allow the phrases to emerge, sending your good wishes for their well-being.
And in these last few minutes, allow your metta to extend to everyone in this room, in this building. Letting the phrases emerge. letting your meta radiate. front of you, behind you, to each side of you, all beings in that area of radiation. So are there any questions this morning? Yes, please. Could you say a little bit more about what, what you're asking? So the question is about um, including family in the meta practice, and in particular, the comment that was made. I think Mark said yesterday that um, to not use a someone with whom you have a romantic relationship or a sexual relationship as uh, the dear friend. I think is what he said. And the um, the reason for that is that we are. Uh, making the distinction that metta is not, uh, is not a, the, the kind of love or that is um, um, of the nature of a romantic relationship. It really, it's, a, it's the kind of love that is um, uh, there for all beings. 
And so as we are developing our, um, our loving kindness and using all of these different beings uh, to send our, our, our wishes to, uh, there's, a, there's a progression and a way in which the loving kindness is being developed. And so it's not that we're not encouraging loving kindness for your spouse and your children and your, and your, your parents and grandparents, etc. But that loving kindness is one that doesn't have any um, self-interest or um, the kind of interest that a, that, a, that a romantic relationship has. So we're distinguishing uh, the difference between that with meta loving kindness and a, and a sexual relationship. That being said, um, it's perfectly fine to include everyone, your children, your, your spouse, your, your, um, your parents, your grandparents, and whoever else you'd like to, and, and certainly in the category of all beings. I sometimes um, will, when I survey all beings, see that, all of, that those people who are dear to me are uh, included in all beings. Um, but the, the, the practice is one, the, th the theory is that we're starting with ourselves because we are dearest to ourselves and so it's easiest to uh, have the wishes and, and the loving friendliness towards ourselves. And then the benefactor, of course, is you know, one that has as close to unconditional love for us and that we have for them. So again, that is easier and so we're emanating and developing that loving kindness step by step so and going out and out and out so we go to the dear friend who may be a little bit you know may have a little bit more issues than the than the benefactor although you know there nobody is without issues in our relationships and then uh, moving out to the neutral person and then to the difficult person and then to all beings so it's a developmental kind of practice. It's not that we're excluding anyone, but that we're cultivating and developing the, the um, capacity for loving kindness more and more and more with each of these categories of beings. You're welcome. Yes, please. So the, the question is, as we're being developmental or um, becoming more and more and more inclusive, whether we can go back to ourselves, especially if a discursive thought arises when we're uh, including a new person or a, or a, you know, a new category of, of people. Yeah, you can be as creative as you, as you want to be and also um, to be aware of what's happening in your practice so it doesn't become rote and, um, and, and unalive right, and dead. So if, if you bring someone up into your, into your mind or your heart to send these phrases to and suddenly a mind storm happens right, about what they did or what you said or why they shouldn't have or why you shouldn't have or whatever the mind storm is about, you can, you can stop, see that there's thinking, that, the thinking that's arisen in the mind. And if you wish, you can start all over again uh, with yourself. And of course, if you want to spend all day on yourself, that's perfectly fine too. All right, so uh, we are giving you a, a, a template and a map and how you navigate that map is you know, largely up to you and your practice, and uh, we're to have some discerning and discriminating wisdom about what is helpful to you and how the practice can um, unfold in a way that is um, supportive 
of your cultivating this heart of kindness. Okay? Yes, please. Yeah. So the so the question is about auditioning the the neutral person, and that she went through several people, and then uh, what would happen is she would speculate about whether they were good or they were not good, or you know some people she speculated were really probably wonderful. For instance, people who were here that because they were here they were probably really great, and uh, the and then other people that she chose or thought about. Um, she didn't know them well enough to know whether they were drug dealers or whether they were doing something that she wouldn't approve of. I'm putting words into your mouth. And um, that she was then not willing, if that was the case, to give them, um, to send them well wishes. Is that a pretty fair? So she, having gotten confused then, she thought that there was something in herself that needed loving kindness, and then she went back to herself. So you, did, you didn't do the neutral person at all? I tried for a while. Uh-huh. Who did you choose? I'm uh, a caretaker for um, my ex-husband's father. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> So all of the other auditions failed, right? <laughs> so there, there was one thing that you said that I'd just like to um, talk about a little bit, and that was, you know, that you thought, well, if you know, if they're doing something, you know, harmful, I wouldn't want to send them well wishes. Um, so when we choose a, a neutral person, it's not so much about who they are, but about our relationship to them. So we notice that here is this person, this being that's there in our field, who we've essentially almost looked through or overlooked. And so it's not so much about whether we approve or disapprove of how they're living their lives as that we are, again, addressing our relationship, our inter the, the relationship of our hearts to the beings whom we encounter. So um, it, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to have seen how we focus on um, what we think about someone else, rather than simply what is my heart's response to this being when I encounter them. And that's what we're addressing with metta, is 
how do we cultivate a heart of friendliness that receives all beings and in, and in a way requires nothing of them, right? Other than, it, we, it requires nothing of them and we are transforming our heart's relationship to the experience of other beings. Do you, do you understand the distinction? So, um, so in a way, uh, we're not so concerned with, you know, what are you doing? How are you doing it? You know, do I approve of it? Do, is it, is it okay for you to be doing it? And, you know, you can, you're deserving of my love or of my friendliness or my kindness if you're living according to the standards that I want you to live up. Rather, the fact that you are a being and that we are in this human life together, that we're in this life together because sometimes we use um, other, other beings, um, is sufficient for uh, my metta, for my kindness, to, for my friendliness, to meet you in the experience of life that we're having together. Um, I think we have to, we have to stop uh, because I have a couple of announcements. Uh, we'll be having uh, interviews. Um, oh, <laughs> we're not having interviews. We're having meetings, uh, private uh, meetings, uh, individual meetings today. Uh, so you'll notice on the board that there are 10 minutes, 10 minutes allocated, and we would appreciate your um, keeping as best you can to those 10 minutes. There are breaks in between that you'll notice um, that the next, you may have one where the next person is scheduled not for 10 minutes later, but for, I think it's 15 or 20 minutes later. And it's not that we've allocated that amount of time to your meeting, it's that we, have, we take breaks in between. So if so please um, help us in trying to keep them to, as, to, to the allocated 10 minutes as best you can. Um, it's icy out there, so it would be good if you, are, if you go outside to walk or take a walk around the loop that you really be careful of your precious selves, that you, what was it, it's, it's dangerous to risk falling through the ice. Um, and I just like, we, you know, we, 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 we reflected last night on, um, on compassion, on, on uh, karuna. And I'd like to just um, remind you again, I know that Sharon already did, and so we're not, um, we're not wanting to be, you know, wagging our fingers at you, but to, to really um, remember that there are people in, among us who are very, very sensitive to, um, to chemical uh, smells. And so I know that, you know, in our daily lives, in our normal lives, we, we, are, we don't have to be aware of it. But when we are this close together, um, it really can be very difficult for people who are chemically sensitive. So please, if you can, I, th I think that um, uh, IMS provides uh, non-scented shampoos and um, conditioners and soap to the extent that uh, they're there in, in the rooms, would you please uh, use them if you can? It's a great opportunity to uh, exercise our compassion to really uh, not want to, to alleviate the suffering of other beings and it can be very suffering for people <coughs> who are chemically sensitive so we really really appreciate whatever efforts you can make to be aware of that and to be sensitive to that and to, um, to, to, to help to alleviate that, that particular suffering. Okay, have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.